we got none other than BYs in the house. Take risks, don't play ball the way people expect you to play ball. Make your own rules and don't waste a minute. Tasman Keith. The term Indigenous artist, I don't like that because I feel like we're not a subgenre. If I'm good enough to be amongst everybody else, put me amongst everybody else. Lissy. Just happy to leave a mark on the Aussie rap game, especially now that it's coming up real fast. Hey girl, what's up? There's our faces now on screen. There's people that look like us. It's no longer just a dream, it mm. is now reality. Welcome to Behind the Bars by Red Bull, where we get to dissect the lyrics of some of the rappers that have come through and dropped 64 bars as part of the Red Bull series, which I've been fortunate enough to executive produce and direct. My name's Macario D'Souza, aka Kid Mac, and we're going to hear some stories and creative processes of the rappers. This episode is with Shadow, hailing from Perth and making his trip from the West Coast to the East to be here with us today. South African-born rapper is making waves with his aggressive UK-inspired grime delivery that is both fierce and lyrical. Mr. Shadow, welcome, son. Thank you, bro. Good to be here, finally. How long has it been since you've been out of WA? Two years, I'd say, easily. Yeah, since COVID hit. Like, oh, we were yeah. touring flat out. And then, yeah, COVID hit and then, yeah, just had to stay in WA. No shows for a bit. Only played two shows or three shows in the last two years or so. But, yeah, a little bit, how you going? But we're back now, so should be good. There's a bit of cabin fever and pretty keen to get out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's just keen to show people the new music. That's more of the thing because, um, like I was saying before, is before COVID, I was touring so much and I wasn't practicing my craft or working on my craft. So this gave me an opportunity to sit down in the studio and actually make good music. So... Very excited to show people what we've been working on. So talking about, you know, what you ha- what has been happening the last few months for you, obviously COVID has been an opportunity for a lot of artists to, I guess, sharpen their pen and get in the studio. And how's that process been for you? Good, good. I've written more music than I ever have in my life, made more music than I ever had in my life, made the best music I've ever made in my life. And yeah, like you said, sharpen the pen. And yeah, that's what I did. I turned the pen into fucking a typewriter. <laughs> that was good. Um, and I feel like also on that topic with um, COVID, I feel like it was sink or swim. Like if you weren't putting in the work behind the scenes then, like now is not, you're not going to do anything, you know what I mean? So I felt like putting in that work then is going to add up to now in the coming years. So it should be good. You think there's going to be a shitload of new music coming from all corners of the country because of that process that everyone's been in the studio? I feel like no one's been in the studio <laughs> So people, you reckon people have slacked off? I feel, I feel like a lot of people have slacked off, man. A lot of people have slacked off. But um, in saying that, I feel like a lot of people have jumped on as well in the last mm. year or so. So, yeah, it could go either way, I reckon. How do you stay motivated? Like, because there was a long period of nothing, you know. There's yeah. nothing. There's no light at the end of the tunnel to keep you psyched like a show or a festival or whatever. Uh, family, friends and the good miss over. That's how I stay <laughs> motivated. But good management. Like, management's always on my back saying we need to do this, we need yeah. to do that. And yeah, just stay motivated. But my little brother as well, he'd be telling me what to do. Like, you should do this sort of music, this sort of stuff. And always listen to him because he's got a good ear for music. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, just family and friends keep me motivated and mostly the fans as well. Like, if they ask him for more, I've got to give him more, you know? Yeah. And also the scene, bro. I'm the type of person to see people working in Sydney, especially. And then I get jealous. It's like, I should be doing that. I need to be working harder, which motivates me to go do bigger stuff in Perth, which is great. So yeah, keep doing that for That's sure. That's sick, man. You talked about family. Let's talk about your background a little bit. So. You know, I know you moved from Durban over to Perth yep. when you were like 12 years old. Yep. Let's talk about life in South Africa and, you know, where your background comes from, your parents and how life was back there. Yeah, so we're from South Africa. I've got a little brother, um, my mum and my dad, we all moved here because my dad got a job, got a sponsorship. Moved here 2008. Um, yeah, South Africa was different ball game. Like looking back at it now. It was crazy. Mm. But when you're living in there, you're used to it. So it was home then. And it's the most beautiful country. That's what sucks. 
Um, but yeah, here is a privilege, man. Like I say that every day. I'll be driving and I'll be wigging out like, holy shit, I'm driving my own car in a different state. I got a missus, a white girlfriend. So it's, it's <laughs> nuts, man. So yeah, it's good. It's good. But um, like I want to go back. I haven't been back for a holiday yet. Um, people have come from South Africa here for a holiday. But yeah, should be going back soon, hopefully once these borders open. Yeah, but right. yeah, no. Nah, very good um, and scary, like very mm. scary um, transition. But we're here now and we're getting it done. So. Sick. And um, when you were living back there, were you already into hip hop? I was into like, I come from a very um, musical family. Not that they make music, but they always listening to music. Mm -hmm. Like mum and dad are always listening to jazz or old school hip hop or old school R&B, soul, funk, everything. So I grew up on a lot of music. I think it was when I got here, it was more learning about who I really liked and which rappers I really liked. But yeah, back then it was just listening to whatever. Always yeah. playing music in the house when the house was getting cleaned. Always parties. So like South Africa, the thing is have the biggest sound system in your car <laughs> because it's an ox caught on wheels, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what would happen. Even with the taxis, like all our taxis were um, maxi taxis, like big combi vans. Yeah. They'd have like the um, back seat would be taken out. They'd put subs in there and you just cruise listening to music. So it's good. Who are some of your biggest influences in hip-hop? Uh, Big L would be for hip-hop. Um, there's so many different ones, man, but um, I like my old school. So Big L, Nas, um, I'd go Lord Finesse. Um, who else? Fushniks, Das Effects. Just so many different um, aspects to tackle on. Like there's energy, there's bars, there's punchlines, mm. there's flows, there's storytelling. Um, but yeah, all different, but mainly um, Big L for sure, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see that in your music. You got a lot of punchlines, yeah. you know, Big, <laughs> big Freeze punchlines. And um, when you started getting more serious into music, that was in Perth. And what age were you and how did you get into music? Um, so I moved over when I was 12 years old. A year after, I met a mate named Jaden Marsh, older boy. And we were at the skate park. I was just always at the skate park every day. That's where I met all my best friends that are still my best mates today. And he was there and he was. He showed me Big L. He showed me heaps of um, old school Australian stuff like Lyrical Commission, Trem, everyone, Brad Strutt, everyone that I listen to still today. Um, he schooled me on that. And then he had a little Sony Ericsson that was always writing shit on. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I'm writing raps. I was like, oh, what the hell? Started learning, learning from him. And like I said before, one of the other boys was at a party and he was getting the crowd to go, oh, oh, in a cypher. So I was like, I want to do that. And ever since then, I just started making music, started rapping, started rapping, released my first song on MySpace. If you can find that, I'll give you a hundred bucks straight up. Um, that was like nine years ago, I think, my first track. And then ever since then, it was just go to a friend's house, um, shout out Stain, go to his house and just record, record. But I was young as then. And I think it started taking it real serious the last five years, I'd say, when I got signed to GE. And that's when, yeah, I started taking it real, real serious. Yeah, for those who don't know, you signed to iconic Aussie rap label Golden Era Records, who you know was formed by the Hilltop Hoods, yep. the kings of Aussie hip hop. And um, how did that come about? So shout out L Street. There's an OG in Perth named L Street. Is a DJ, Curses Tour DJ as well. Um, he's been like dad to me since back in the day, and he gave me my first sets. He was DJing me um, for, for me before I had my own DJ. And he actually reached out to Ben from Golden Era and said, yo, there's a kid in Perth that's doing well. Apparently I was getting scouted for like two years before I got signed, but it was because of that dude. And then, yeah, they scouted me, said I was ready and yeah, ended up doing that. But now we're no label running our stuff by ourselves. Now I just got our own team, which is good. Yeah. So yeah, killing it this year for sure. Sick, man. Did you get a chance to to spend time with the Hoods or any any of the other artists on the label? So I ended up touring the whole of Australia with um for the Hilltop Hoods Stadium tour. Yep. I was the opening act for every show. How was that, man? Insane, bro. Still to this day, I can't 
it doesn't sink in yet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, the, the worst part about that, no one knows this. This is only for Red Bull. <laughs> but the day I got back from the last show, which was in Perth, the day I got back to Perth, we finished the show, they messaged me and they were like, do you have your passport? And I wasn't a citizen at the time, so I didn't have my passport. My South African passport was expired. They asked me to do over 50 shows in South America, oh, no. America and Europe, main support. So I missed out on that, but it was all good. And they're the best blokes ever. The whole team is crazy, bro. Like yeah. really, really good people. Really, really good people. And very humble. Yeah. Very Because I've met people that I've looked up to before and they've been dickheads. Yeah. But these Everyone guys, hum- they, they were asking me questions like that they shouldn't know about. Like, how's your missus? Knew my missus' name and yeah. stuff like that. So it was really cool. Really, really That's cool. Dope, man. Lesson learned there. I have your passport always oh, ready. Oh, bro, 100%. Always up. ready now. Yeah, for sure. 64 bars. You know, you get pitched this brief. You've seen it online. Yep. It's getting a lot of traction. 100%. Um, Red Bull only picked the best of the best and people that make sense and are about those bars. How do you approach a brief like that? What were you looking for? I don't know. I was just more keen to get on Red Bull because I think I got contacted like a year or so ago and then COVID stuffed it up. But I think I was just keen to get on. I didn't know any approach or anything to it. I just thought they wanted bars. So I, w- I thought I'd slow it down instead of going real hard and grimy or drilly. I'd slow it down, give them like a club type beat and yeah, just go home on the bars. I already had some throwaway bars that were perfect for it. So I did that and it worked well. Shadow, West Coast. Red Bull, 64 bars, good to finally be here, let's get it. Hey, yeah. Swerving in the German sea, the lights, I gotta go left. Running from these hoes and I don't care if I got no breath. Only making dollars, but they say we making no sense. Everybody love you when there's nothing to see the... Swerving in the German sea, the lights, I gotta go left. Running from these hoes and I don't care if I got no breath. Only making dollars, but they say we making no sense. Everybody love you when there's nothing to see the progress. So that was like a little hook I wrote and swerving in the German because I drive a BMW, finally. <laughs> um, yeah, that bar was true. Seen the lights, had to go left because I was doing something with my mate. Had to bounce, um, running from his hose, got a missus, so got to keep her happy with the bars. <laughs> um, only making dollars, that's right. Like we're making money now off this music, which is great. And people still think we're making no sense. That's just a little bit of a punchline metaphor because sense, sense, if you get it there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, everyone starts to love you when they see the progress. I feel like that's true. They only want to give you attention when they see you doing good. It's never when you're coming up. Yeah, it's a crazy hook. And look, we just finished coming out of the booth watching you lay the tracks for your 64 bars and just smashed it out. <laughs> Probably quicker than the crew. The crew couldn't pick up with you. Uh, is that is that a, a case of uh, memorizing your, your raps before you go into a studio? Yeah. How does so- that in Perth, we've got the studio called Shakedown. Shout out Rob Shaker. So Rob was there and I was working with Sam in the studio. And um, the thing is we had to pay for sessions and it was an hour booking. So I'd always go there on my A-game. So I'd just get as much out as I can. So as soon as we get there, I'll get the track done and then smash it out. So I think from that, moving to places where it's free and stuff, I'm still like in that quick, let's get <laughs> it done, mode. let's get it done, yeah, hustle yeah, yeah. mode. Yeah. So that's where it's from. It's just because I was always under the pump yeah. and just had to get it done and over it. So there's no time for fucking around in the studio <laughs> now, now there is so it's all good like now i can vibe out and enjoy it and i've got space to do that now which is good who produced the track new wave beats from the west coast young lad shout out new wave on the team as well he's really good killing it yeah there seems to be a lot of young bedroom producers bro too many good ones man, man. too many which good because we talked about this it's probably better there's a mix of those and not too many rappers that's it's getting it crowded, <laughs> that's right? it too overcrowded with rappers need more producers in the game and everyone's bringing their own source man no one's sounding the same. That's what yeah. I love about the producing side. 
where rappers, people are starting to sound the same, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know the plugs, so please don't send me no emojis. Only looking after all the ones I call my homies. Shorty hit my line, said she feeling kind of lonely. You call her your babe, but she's just another trophy. Like a girl would call me saying she's feeling kind of lonely, but you'd call her your girlfriend. To me, she's just another root. You know, she's just a trophy. <laughs> that doesn't happen, by the way. Been here for a while, watch me take over it slowly. Up in every city, got my chicken screaming OD. Session so green, looking like some guacamole. You'll get your face jabbed if you want to be too nosy. Kid it out in Stony. These porterhouse steaks transform from Poloni. OD's the crew. O-Dam, it's a team from Perth. All yeah. the boys, me, Bass Cadet, Vinco. Um, New Wave Beats. Got a few people on that. You'll get your face jabbed if you want to be too nosy. Keep your face out of my business. Kid it out in Stony. This porterhouse steaks transformed from Poloni. Now that buys more of like a, I've made it. Like we're getting bigger, you know. So Poloni, poor man food. Yeah. Going to porterhouse steaks. So. Yeah, one last night. He had the porterhouse. I had rump. I had the medallion yeah, the rump. rump. It was yeah, good. Yeah. It was good. Used to pick up every single pound. Now we grow trees. I don't really want to fuck around. Keep it low key. Stepping in it smoky. That was back in the day when I used to do my bad stuff. Yeah. It's just back in the day bars. Um, keep it low key. Stepping get it smoky. Cause I'm always smoking. QP on my shoes, you know I'm earning well. Go Medusa shades, frames looking like a turtle shell. I took an L, that's a lesson, never hurt myself. I'll be rocking stages, all that trap shit can burn in hell. Ayy, but it got me where I need to be. Now I'm here, making moves, doing it so easily. With some real motherfucking cheese like Easy E. So QP, QP of Bud, that's how much the shoes cost. Yeah. So you, that's another bar. Um, Gold Medusa shades, you can see I'm wearing them right yeah. now. The biggie small shades, looking like a turtle shell. I took an L. That's a lesson, not a fucking loss. Yeah. So I've left all the bad stuff I've done in my life behind and I'm trying to move forward, actually make a career of what I'm doing. That's why it comes in here. But it got me where I need to be. Now I'm here making moves, doing it so easily with a team that's great. If you've heard Easy E's track, that real motherfucking G's yeah. classic. Any violation get power like Lethal B. Yeah, you must be smoking on some PCP for thinking that you better. Just know that you never beating me. I'll be chasing cheddar forever. It's like I need the cheese. Stop for smelling fishy, try blame it on the Omega 3s. Lethal B's a big artist from the UK. Yeah. Bigger song is Power. If you had Omega 3s, you know them tablets smell fishy as fuck. Fish oil tablets. Just back on what you're talking about, you know, back with the shit you used to get caught up with and, and, and the professionalism that you're trying to bring into it now. What's the youth culture like in Perth at the moment? It's not like Sydney, bro. There's no gangs and stuff like that, hey, which is crazy to see in Australia at the moment, this gang violence stuff. Mm. But yeah, Perth is more drinking with the girls. Yeah. I just get up with the girls and going out like city partying. But yeah, no violence as much, Um, no gangs and a bit more music too. Like the youngsters are starting to put a lot out music, which is yeah. good. But yeah, it's pretty good different, them. very different. It's... um. Traveling the West Coast, you know, like I said to you before, it just seemed like everyone here is just more grounded, more yeah. earthy, more friendly, more approachable. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah. Let's talk about your creative process. Are you a rapper that can just put pen to paper without the beat? Do you need the beat to be inspired to write? I feel like people, if you're listening to this and you always ask me for advice about how do you write raps, always pick a beat first and always write to your beat because you cannot flow without a beat. Mm. Even, if, even if you can flow without a beat, when that beat comes on, it's going to stuff your flow up. So you want to rap to the beat so then you can mix and jumble with your flow. So my writing process is I'll put the beat on and I'll scat. So duh, 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 duh. Then I'll put words into that scat. You know what I mean? Ends up being um, the song. But the way you're scatting is I'll break it up. So every eight bars or so, I'll switch the flow up. And then that's when I'll just slide in the words and sometimes it works. But my writing process isn't fast. Like this year and last year, it's been faster than it's ever been. Like I could smash a track in a day. The years before that, it'd take me like a month or so. That's why I wasn't releasing that much music because I was such 
a bad, your own worst critic. Mm. So I didn't want to release everything. I just didn't feel I was good enough. But now, like, the songs that I've got that are unreleased is gonna change the fucking game, bro. I can't wait. Smoking Cali packs, can't you tell that I have no stress? Smile on my face when I start to hit the home stretch. Out in the field, pitching balls, but it's no fetch. So that's back to the trapping stuff. So labels check the progress. They can see that I'm doing good now. They're trying to give me offers. Don't want them. <laughs> Just on the label stuff, that landscape for you and how you see that world, um, there's a lot of artists doing, doing big things, keeping it independent. Is that what you're thinking? Well, the way I seen it, bro, is um, they made a lot of money off me with my first project, which mm -hmm. is all good. Um, I didn't really see that some, like the money that they told me that they made, I didn't see that number in my account. Mm. So to me, that was like, fuck, if I did this myself, I'd see that in my account, you know what I mean? Mm. And then I got another offer from a bigger, way bigger label that lowballed me, like proper lowballed me. And that was with like, fuck it, we'll make a team and we'll run it ourselves for this year and see how it goes, which yeah. was... That's the only way we're doing it. And it now. seems like you got a bit of an entrepreneurial background where you can, you know, keep that yeah. muscle on the business side. <laughs> that's it. That's it. No, you just got to keep it. And then got the manager, which is good manager. He keeps it all in all in line, which is good. So it's everything exciting, that man. I don't know much about, we always have a talk about, which is good. Yeah, nice. Love for the coquettes. Go ahead and slap it on the wall because it's a dope sketch. Everybody asking how the hell did I get those threads? Back in the day, dry fits and it was no dress. So I love my graffiti. So every time I, it's a good sketch, you'd want to paint it on a wall. Um, everybody asking how the hell did I get those threads? Sometimes I'll be wearing some designer and people be asking where the hell did he get that? So back in the day, I used to look like the biggest lad, man. I had dry fit, <laughs> no dreads. Um, yeah, the dry fit was popped, real popped. Um, socks up to here with 90s on, short shorts, full lad in it. Yeah. Working all nighters in the boot when I had no bread. Ay, and now the money's coming in. Little bro like me, cause his brother liked to win. So yeah, I was grinding hard in a booth when there was no money involved. It was just getting up to go to work actually and then spending paycheck to paycheck, like rent, food and studio, that was it. Um, Is that hustle necessary a necessary evil for all young artists coming up, do you think? Nah, bro. Nah, nah. I feel like um, I feel like if you feel it's right, chase your dreams, but if you have a job, like the only reason I went for mine like like how I did is because I got made redundant. If I didn't get made redundant, I'd still be working. Or yeah. I'm not sure if I'd still be working still. But that year I would have kept working or the two years I would have kept working. But um, yeah, my advice for the youngins, man, if you've got a job, use that job to fund your music and don't lose that job. Just you got to find that balance because it comes a time where you can't be doing both. Like it'll take up too much of your time. And that's why I feel like I can't do a day job at the moment because I'm doing this. It'll just take too much time up in creative uh, creativity space. Yeah. At but what yeah. point do you kind of make that call like, I can't be juggling all this shit. I need to put my 100% focus on this music. So that's when, when I got made redundant, man, there was just a, like, you you know, you mm. as an artist, you'll know when it's like go time. Like, you know when it's all right, it's either this or that, or mm. there's nothing. It's either I can wear a high-vis for the rest of my life or I can do what I love, you know what I mean, and go for it. And I ended up trying to do that. Went broke for like two years, but I had a supportive missus, shout out to her, who helped a lot. And then ever since then, man, like now, it's it's it's, it's good. It's, look, it's good. Hope you're looking after your missus now. Yeah, man. of course. <laughs> I have to. I've been working on my music, trying to leave my life to sin. But I struggle with my demons when I'm pouring up this gin. Ay. When I'm pouring up this gin. Said I struggle with my demons when I'm pouring up this gin. When I'm pouring up this gin. I've been working on my music, trying to leave my life to sin. Yeah, the last like bars are literally folding up the whole song. Like I've been working on my demons. Leave the life of sin, the trapping, all the bad stuff, the party life, everything. And then, yeah, but I struggle when I'm pouring up the liquor. <laughs> I was really having fun writing it, eh? so I enjoyed it. And it got like a little bit of stuff off my chest as well, which was good. Yeah, like on that, 
we find that rappers come through. It's it's almost therapeutic coming yeah. oh, in here, and getting shit off your chest. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, are you would you say you you enjoy doing more of that that bar stuff, or, or are you kind of like enjoying kind of playing with melodies and and you know hooks and whatnot? Shit, you see, uh, there's a love for everything in a different way. So I like playing, I like rapping, just no no fucking no no one. You know, just just the boys. Cypher, like no cameras, no studio, just cypher. I love that. That's what I live for. I live for the old school passion. Making music in the studio, love that just as much. But performing, bro, that's my favorite. Like performing on stage. On stage that's, yeah, that's, 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 that, that's where it's at. It's, a, it's an addiction you can't really sort of repeat nah, 100%, anywhere, bro, especially when you play sets like I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'll be the best actor you've seen live. <laughs> Energy-wise, bro, you need to come to I a shadow imagine. show. 100%. I, I Next time I'm playing that. in Sydney, I'll give you guys tickets. Fuck you need yeah, to come through for sure. For sure. You've had a pretty successful kind of trajectory in the last couple of years and things kind of seem to be heating up for you right now. What is your mission in this music game? Just to keep going and stay relevant, I guess. I can get to the point where I'm on top and like living happily where I can buy what I want. I can have what I want. I can give people what they want, you know. just want to see my family happy around me. And I just want to keep making music. I was never in this for the money ever, but now it's my job, so I have to be. But besides that, I never lose my passion for it, so... The, yeah, just keep my passion. That's my goal, really. It's just keep that love for it and keep the culture and definitely bring up the scene, like bring up the kids that need help. That mm. I never had a hand from anyone when I was, I was always trying to grind myself. So with my platform, I'm trying to try help other people get on. You know what I mean? That's my goal is to help dumb, people. Man. That's good to hear. And yeah, just hearing your music, doing research on you and getting a sense that you've got this like aggressive kind of attack on, on your songs and then getting to meet you in person. You've got this crazy <laughs> energy about you and, it, and the passion you, really shines Thank through you. and it's really refreshing. Thank you, bro. Where does that come from? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the aggression, like the aggression's going. The aggression is going. Like all my new shit is very radio-y, singing, melodic. It's all good. The aggression, I feel like it come from hunger. And I was brought up in, I was brought up in hip hop, but then when I went to tour in Melbourne and that, I went to the grime shows. And then with the grime show, shout out Fracture, the 50-50 shows for all of our artists, me, Nerve, everyone that were young, I felt like it was a proving, like proving grounds there. So you had to go there and eat motherfuckers alive. <laughs> so that's where my aggression come from. I always had my pen game. Yeah. So if I'm battling someone, like I could, that verse would fit for anyone. You know what I mean? So I'm always going for your neck, no matter who it is. And then, yeah, realized that doesn't get you radio plays and doesn't get you everywhere so switched it up more open-minded with music more different beats and stuff so yeah this year's gonna be exciting but the aggression depth comes from grime bro grime and hunger that's for sure you still got that you can tell that hunger man it's radio it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for inspiring sure. i love thank it man you, thank you what's next for you what's in store for for this year um big 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 videos and singles man i just finished filming one of the biggest videos i've ever done so far um, so that will get released maybe next year. <laughs> like I think we recorded, I made that song last year, beginning of last year, recorded it, like I filmed it, what, two months ago? And then, yeah, going to release it, my big, big rollout for that. But yeah, just got so many big songs, man, that I fucking, I can't just release month after month anymore. So I've just got to slow, slow it down, big releases, um, more marketing and yeah, a big tour as well in August, hopefully. All Aussie Adventures, shout out Russell Coy. <laughs> <laughs> So how far are you wanting to take this thing and, uh, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? On top. On top. I see myself on top in two years. <laughs> I'm just going to keep grinding until it happens. I'm not going to stop. Like I put too much effort to stop now. It's like 12 years into this shit. I'm not going to stop. I was meant for this. I was built for it, bro. Like built for performing. When I was a kid, I used to dance for money at family functions and shit. <laughs> so I'm built for performing, put on a show. But yeah, nah, my goal is just to bring up the team and not, not leave anyone behind me that, like, that helped me out. Anyone that was starving with me will eat. 
100%. That's the goal. Not No snake shit. No snake shit. Right, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It's uh, inspiring. You too, and uh, I wish nothing but success for you, my brother. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Peace out, man. Thank you. Swerving in the German sea, the lights are gotta go left. Running from these hoes, and I don't care if I got no breath. Only making dollars, but they say we're making no sense. Everybody love you when they start to see the progress. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Behind the Bars. Make sure you review, share, and subscribe. Check out all the episodes of 64 Bars on the Red Bull Music YouTube channel.